El nuevo Crispy Chicken Sandwich de McDonald's es crujiente, tiernito, jugoso. Es pollo en la McDonald's, un mordisco y wow. es el nuevo Crispy Chicken Sandwich. Ordena por anticipado en el app de McDonald's. Para pa, pa, pa. En McDonald's participantes. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter in the 8,020th game in the history of the New York Mets. They finally have a no-hitter. And who better to do it than Johan Santana? Welcome to episode 141 of the SMB Podcast Song This Week. Song is by Division 1.1. Eye for an Eye is the name of the song off their new album, United We Brawl. Uh, we did listen to that a couple weeks ago at Vengeance Fest, too. Uh, yeah, my ears, my ears are still ringing. Uh, it's an awesome show. Uh, great job by them. Uh, thanks again, Tebow, uh, for filling in for me last week. Once again, DL again. So hopefully next couple of weeks I'll be back healthier than ever, but we'll see what happens when that time comes. So, yeah, Steve, another fun week ahead. Uh, take, us, take us away. What do you want to start with? All right, week? but before we really get into this week's show, just a reminder that show with T-Bone is uh, a donation show, so make sure you listen up. Uh, last time I checked, we were up to 30 listens. So, so far, $60 okay. have been raised. For uh, the Crohn's Walk dance via the show. So we're going to hold on to that for another week. And uh, don't forget that show in particular. You listen to it, SoundCloud, iTunes. And um, I'm actually going to mention later on that we may be joining Google Play. But I actually just kind of breaking news. Just got an email that says we've been approved by Google Play. So within the next couple of days, you should be able to find us on Google Play. That's good, because I had to do all that work today to make sure if we were even on it. So, yay. Yeah. So, so my money is going to be well used. So we are officially approved. Uh, so our feed will go from SoundCloud to iTunes to Google Play to what's the app you use? Uh, podcast Addict. Okay. So all your podcast apps we will be on. Uh, if you have an app that has to do with iTunes or Google Play, you'll be able to find us now. Uh, also SoundCloud, like I mentioned, if you just want to download that app, you can download the show right off of SoundCloud, S&D Podcast Show on there. Don't forget, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, rate, review, comment, be nice to us, please, be nice to us. Uh, the more rates, the more reviews, the more shows we get to put on, because we get to go move up there on the, uh, podcast list. Uh, so, four years ago tonight, Dan and I... Dan decides to wake me at 9 o'clock in the morning on a Friday to look at the pitching matchup for the Met game. No, no, we knew the pitching matchup. I said, go on StubHub and check out the prices for the seat. It was the Cardinals. They were good, obviously. We sucked. It was green, green white, Santana. Best matchup of the week. Granted, we were both going to go Sunday because of the Hall of Fame. John Franco was getting a pick. Uh, going to the Hall of Fame. But we're like, it's Friday night. The, the, that day was one of those weird days that I remember every moment of that whole day. 
work sucked the whole day. It was raining the whole day. Was the day was the game going to get rained out? Luckily, it didn't. It was just the crazy. It was just crazy that whole. And day. I remember it was really cold for June first. Yeah, it was, yeah. I was wearing jeans, obviously coming from work. Right. I was. Like that was a Friday. On. I was like, it it was like a weird moment, and I remember, I remember not even realizing it. Until the middle of the seventh inning, I was going, I was like middle inning walk, like I usually like to do their games, and I come back and you go, look at the scoreboard, <laughs> and I'm just like, holy shit! <laughs> and you said, and the Beltran hit was a hit, but thankfully, I was a ma- thank God that I messed up on that. It was just hopefully crazy. Thank God that, that was pre. Manager challenge days. Oh yeah, it was yeah. Good. It was it was. If if it was and the, that was. So look, just looking at the team that night was just just oof. Judah hit a home run that night, from what I remember. Uh, Baxter made the game saving play, pretty much killed himself, dislocating his shoulder. That that night was just. One for the ages, and it was just one of those. Wow, good good thing stuff. Good thing was around, or just obviously still around to get tickets at the last minute, sort of thing, and just go. So it was it was really crazy. Okay, you want to you want to hear the Met, uh, hear the Met lineup that day? I have the Met lineup. Yeah. It was brutal. I <laughs> okay, ready? Mike Backs. Obviously red. No. Reyes wasn't on the team. Oh, yeah, that's right. Reyes, Reyes wasn't on the team last year. Or maybe he was... Oh, he's, that, that was the first year. He was the first year or he was hurt that year. So, Mike Baxter led off. Anders Torres was in center field. Kirk Neuenheis oh, was in God. left... Was in right... Was in... Uh, no, Kirk Neuenheis wasn't even in the game yet. David Wright was at third. Lucas Duda was our third baseman. Yes, that's right. Oh, what? So it was Baxter led off. Okay. Andres Torres was batting second. Kirk Neuenheis. No, Torres had to come in. They had to move Neuenheis over. So it was Baxter, yep. Kirk Neuenheis as one, two. David Wright was three. Duda was four. Daniel Murphy was five. Mike Davis was six. Just totally seven. And Omar Quintanilla was a shortstop batting eight. Oh, no, no, that was the year right. It was the year right after the year where he was hurt. Yeah, it was one of the two. But Lucas Duda was our starting yeah, right that, fielder in that game. No, it was, it was the 50th anniversary. I remember him being all over the 50th anniversary stuff. So, yeah. But that, it, it was just it was just crazy. I'm um, watching the videos today. Getting the stuff for you for tonight. And it was just like, who are half, like, you know half the people. And you're like, oh my god! Like, look, just looking at the names of the back of the jersey when they were celebrating and mobbing them, you're like, wow, Jerry Harrison Jr. and Ike Davis, like you mentioned, Omar Cantonia, like you mentioned. Obviously, New and Heights was on the team last year. Uh, Andres Torres. Like, wow, what, what? Man, it was a really dark time for them. So it, it was definitely one night for a dark period of the Mets. Do was it? Really, um, I can't believe it's four years ago. That's that's the crazy and, part of it. 
But and also, we saw basically the end of Johan Santana at that game. Cause that, cause yeah, I unfortunately. Unfortunately, I don't think he's... I think he had like maybe one or two starts after that. Yeah, something like that. But he threw like 134 pitches, I think it was. and Yeah. That was just crazy. It was, it was just a crazy night. And uh, just, but now we look back and uh, we saw a guy like Michael Fulmer, who uh, we actually traded last year, had a no-hitter going through, I think it was seven and a third tonight. Uh, Dan Worthen's been around for a, a long time now, and he's really becoming a guy who, you know, when he first became the pitching coach, was like, what the hell are we doing with this guy as the pitching coach? And now it's like, Organization really owes Dan Worthen a lot of credit. It also helps that the the players are so high caliber that they want to learn and want to be great. That it's easy for him to teach players to be great. You know, right? But how many times so towards the end really of the season we would say Dan Worthen can't come back next year? Dan Worthen can't come back next year, and he's been sticking through everything and. Oh yeah, definitely. And it was also the lot pitching pitching staff that we had were like triple A pitchers that were solid but obviously weren't getting wins because it was the product on the field. Right. So, you know what? This one thing that nobody gives Sandy credit is he's stuck through everything. He he came in with a plan yeah. and he stuck to it. Collins is the manager. He's in charge. Most of the kids on the team grew up with Collins, basically, because he was in the organization with the minor leagues. Yep. And all those years, Collins can't come back. Collins can't come back. Do I still think Collins is the right guy for the job? I think after this year, we I don't I may not want to see Collins. I think it's time to bring in that next guy to get over the hump. But I guess we'll see. The thing with him is he he's like the 07 Tom Coughlin. It's that 06, 07 Tom Coughlin. It's like, all right, he's a good coach. Like, he, he has that feel to it. And now it's like, all right, we got to the World Series. He did what he had to do. So it was really good. So like we kind of like like we hate we like didn't like him as their coach, but sort of respect him and like him. Right, he's earned. So I don't know with that. It, it and like with Col- um the Collins, it's like all right, he's gonna make stupid mistakes with the bullpen every now and then. But honestly, at this day and age, which manager doesn't on a nightly basis? Right, so. Right now, the Mets have been playing, and uh, you're going to hear my interview with a good friend of mine, Stephen Weissman, a little later on in the show. Um, but let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the current team, Dan. Uh, coming off a under 500 homestand, getting a nice day off to just kind of catch their breaths. It's going to be nice. Um, yeah. Are you? It- are you? wasn't a good home stand. Are you uh you at all concerned or are you just kinda you kinda feeling it right now? It's just it's June. It's June. It's it's June. Um I'm I'm concerned with the injuries. 
Um, that's obviously the most concerning thing. Uh, I don't know what the Mets are thinking of not just not putting David Wright on the DL. I know they gave him a bunch of shots. But a herniated disc in the neck on top of the spinal stenosis is definitely not a good sign for someone to be back in a couple of days. And a game like today, he should have been on the DL and we would have had another body up. And maybe one of those guys could have helped in the thirteen game today. Um, to end the game, Kevin Powicki was the final at that. I, I, also, um, I also think uh, Eric Campbell is not officially in Vegas, by the way. I wouldn't be shocked if he's actually traveling to Miami with them. And that Friday... Oh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Friday. He definitely never went to Vegas. And if, he definitely never went to Vegas. He's probably chilling in his apartment. He, he should be traveling it's, to uh, Miami, in my opinion. Yeah, t- today was a frustrating game. Uh, I know you were at work. I was obviously home sick. And it was just, it was just a painful watch at the minute the ground left the game. Um, he battled straight through seven innings. He gave up the home run to Frazier, and it was like, okay. And he got two men on, and he worked his way out of it. The minute that happened, the game was, it felt like the game was over. And it was just the way the game ended today was just so crushing for wasting five hours. It was just, uh, it was just something that they're going to regret. And, uh, hopefully, not enough. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they don't regret, but looking down the road, they could regret. You know, <clears throat> one of, uh, one of the interesting things, I didn't even realize it, was both teams today played with 24 guys. Because the Austin Jackson got hurt on Sunday. They gave him a shot. Yes, no, he yeah. He never DL'd either. Yeah, no, both teams were playing shorter handed today. It was, it was an ugly game. <laughs> the White Sox walked 13 Mets today, and we didn't show anything for it. It's That's the one thing with this year's team. It's, it's great that they're hitting home runs, but when we need to get a simple guy over by a sack fly or a bond store it's a simple base hit we're not doing. Today was the first time we didn't hit a home run. Uh, Granted, Rene uh, Rivera made a nice base hit. That was the only substance that I had all of anybody on. There were a bunch of times on base, but we grounded into a double play. We had so many men on base today, and it's just down into double plays or just not getting guys in scoring position. So some things got to give with this. I, I know... Like we've been saying the last couple of weeks, the last month, pretty much the whole season. Yeah, the home runs, it's a nice, it's a double-edged sport, yeah. It's great seeing guys hitting home runs every night. But those games that you're not going to hit a home run every night is where we're going to suffer. And the last two nights with Matt and DeGrom having good games and the bullpen faltering is really what's not scary, but it's going to happen. So it's we have to figure out how to get those base hit, those small ball hits again, not just worry about the home runs. 100% agree with that. Uh, we got to go back. Got to go back to the... And the craziest was my second. I'm sorry, one last thing. How crazy is it that Neil Walker has 13 home runs um, right now, June 1st, and he didn't get that 13 home runs until fall days last year? 
That was the craziest thing I heard last night. What about the fact so that, that was crazy too? But not, what about the fact that he uh, he's got five from the right side of the field? He has five homers on from the right side of the plate. He he's I think. Oh yeah, that, that, yeah, that's crazy too. That he's had in his whole career from yeah. that side of the plate. Yeah, something like that. It's it's absurd. He's having a really good year so far. Hopefully, he keeps it up. And he was one of the few guys that got on base today once again. So it's other than Walter and Cabrera, who's been the unsung heroes of the Mets this year. Pretty much, if you if you ask me, the unsung hero is either between Neil Walker or uh, Cabrera. They're always getting on base and finding ways to uh, provide that veteran leadership that we need. You're 100% correct. Um, it's going to be good, though, because like we mentioned before, they're going on the road. Uh, you got Miami, you got, you got Pittsburgh, you got Milwaukee. Uh, you should beat up on Milwaukee at the end of the trip. Pittsburgh, the, the Central, we never play the Central well, so I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, interesting enough, <coughs> Matt Harvey had the best game of his season on Monday. His next matchup will be in Miami on Sunday versus Jose Fernandez. Yeah, poor Harvey. <laughs> you know Honestly, if Harvey builds on what he did on, on Monday and he pitches another good outing against Miami, let's tend to do good good or great in Miami, depending on the season. So first time in Miami this year, hopefully it's another great year in Miami. So we pretty much get home cooking like a second city field. So hopefully that's the case this year. Um, they, they, they need to take care of business. Um, they're going to have Syndergaard, they're going to have Cologne, and they're going to have Harvey. So two out of three nights, normally you're going to have a better in a pitching matchup. So they got to capitalize on that. And Ben or Yelich has been hurt the last couple of weeks. So Heathrow has been starting every day the last couple of weeks. So I'm sure he's getting a little tired as well. All right, so I think we mentioned they're going on the road. Uh, like we also mentioned, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SD Podcast Show. Uh, also, follow our new good friends, the Weissman and Oz Show, on Facebook. They're working on making a Twitter page. Uh, we should have some nice breaking news in the next couple of weeks from Dan and I, uh, some changes that are going to be made. Uh, Still, it works for possibly the live show over the summer. Some things may be affecting it, but some things hopefully won't. And we'll be able to do that still. Um, listen to last week's show, 140 with T-Bone. Uh, all the listens are going to get us money to raise for the Crohn's Walk. Uh, rate, review, comment, like our pages on uh, SoundCloud as well. Uh, anything else to promote that? No, that's about it. Thank you for promoting the walk. Uh, hopefully, we get more, raise more money, and we have one more week. Awesome. That being said, we're going to be right back after this. Got to hang out with the boys from the Fourth Line Faithful. They're doing something pretty unique for all you Yankee fans out there. They're your one-stop shop for affordable gear, so head over to FourthLineFaithful.com right now. That's the number four, LineFaithful.com. And also make sure to follow them on Twitter at 4 Faithful. Follow up on all the great gear, and also check out the events they'll start hosting soon. 
Welcome back to episode 141 of the SND Podcast Show. Once again, that was Division 1.1 with their new song, I for NI, off their new album, United We Brawl. Make sure you contact them for more details on how to get the CD. Uh, now we're going to bring in an old friend of mine. Uh, last week we had T-Bone on. Uh, that was a great episode. Thanks again to him. Make sure you check it out on iTunes. Hopefully soon Google Play, like mentioned before. Uh, but now I'm going to welcome in my good friend, Stephen Weissman. What's going on, Stephen? Hey, Stephen. How are you? I'm good, good. How are you? I'm good. Can't complain. So I uh, just started a... Uh, you just started a... new podcast of my own called yeah. The Weissman and Our Show. So why don't you tell so us... Let you on doing well. How, how do you? How about you tell us how uh, how you guys came up with the the idea of the show? Well, I mean, the past couple of years, uh, my friend and I have always wanted to be about becoming a sports journalist or sports broadcaster, and we always felt this would be a great way to start our career with the sports broadcasting in general. I mean. My friend Errol and I, who he is my partner for the Weissman and Our Show, we both know about sports. We're both huge Met fans, hockey, football. I mean, we could talk any sports at, right off the bat and know what we're talking about. So we we thought this podcast would be a, a great way to share our, our opinions, uh, get a, a like a good on a career with the broadcasting industry. And I think so far within the past two weeks that we started our show, I think it's been pretty successful. That's good. Uh, so tell the, tell, uh, the S&D podcast listeners how you would listen to the Weissman and Oz show for now, as of right now. So the way to listen to the Weissman and Oz show is we are a part of the I-95 Sports Network, which is also a channel where you can listen to several radio shows, Weissman and Oz is, is just new. You can listen on i95sportsnetwork.com and you will find the Weissman and Oz show there. You can also go on Weissman, no, sorry, you can go on xenolive.com. That's one other way. And the way you can call in uh, and listen to our show is if you call this number, uh, it is 1605. Five six two zero zero one. You could call that number, listen to it over speaker, over Bluetooth, in your, if you're in the car. And if you press that number, dial that number, and press five at the end, you can call in and join our show, join the conversation. So I think that's a pretty cool way to listen to the Wiseman and our show. That's my favorite, anyway. Re- repeat the phone number one more time. It was breaking up a little bit. Okay. The number is one six zero five. Five six two eight zero zero one, and press five to call in and join the conversation. Awesome! Uh, so make sure you guys check them out. I know they're two episodes in. I've listened to them. It's a good time. Uh, it's kind of similar to what Dan and I do. You know, you're just two guys sitting around talking about local sports. Uh, we're actually in talks with them about uh, possibly creating something big that will involve them, the Weissman and Oz show, and the S and D podcast show. So more to come with details with that in the next couple of weeks. Um, so Weissman, big big Met fan. You and I kind of connected with the Islanders and Mets. Uh, of course, a lot of people don't realize that you and I had a hug that we probably both never forget after Game Six of the first round. <laughs> of, uh, 
Oh, yeah. That was the playoff. Well, I'll never forget. <laughs> um, but we're also huge Mets fans. incredible. We're also huge I'll never Mets forget fans. that. And they are uh, struggling a little bit right now in Queens. Uh, were you a little One of the ones ever had an Islander game. Most fun you ever had. That game's sick. Um, do the Mets struggling right now? Uh, are you scared a little bit? Yeah, but I'm not too scared. The one has a, a few holes in it right now due to um, injuries. I mean, you're playing without your starting catcher. You're playing with Captain David Wright, your third baseman. We all knew that he wasn't going to play 162 games or whatever, barely even 100. But, I mean, now with this next sports uh, hernia thing, creates uh, an issue. I mean, I'm not too. I'm not too concerned right now. We're still within reach of first place with the Nationals. It's still early. It's just the beginning. We'll see what happens. We're still in, in the games. The pitching has been great, so not too worried right now. Okay. Um, does it worry you at all that the team basically relies on the home run ball? A little bit. Yes. Uh, as of lately, I mean, the offense hasn't been. As good as it was in April, but we knew in April that that was just out of this earth. That, that wasn't human. What was going on in April? That I, I believe that was history. Um, that was made in April with the Mets home run numbers. But you're right. I think the Mets need to start playing a little more small ball. They need to get some runners in smaller position. Uh, I think it'll. Happen eventually, but uh, you know what? This team is made to hit home runs. You have uh, starring you know, Neil Walker's been a huge surprise with the, his bat, so you really can't complain right now. Okay, and you mentioned the pitching. Uh, I mean, a couple of hiccups here and there, but nothing to be too concerned about. What do you think? Uh, what do you think the they will do when Wheeler comes back? With the rumor is the beginning of July. What do you think the the plan will be, or what do you want to see the plan? Well, be? Question. I have a lot of thought into this, and I don't know if there is a real answer. I mean, Zach Wheeler, he's just going to be coming straight off Tommy John surgery. I mean, you do you want to put him right into the rotation right away? Do you want to give him a, full, a few bullpen starts? I mean. If Bartolo Colon is pitching the way he has, you consider even trading Colon at the break? I don't know. It depends where the Mets are. But you might even consider a six-man rotation. I'm not a big fan of that. But, you know what, we'll have to see what happens with Zach. He hasn't pitched in over a year and a half. It's going to be... It might be a struggle for him at first, but I'm interested in seeing what Terry Collins does with this rotation when Zach Wheeler comes back. Um, you mentioned the six-man rotation, and we saw that last year with Harvey coming off the Tommy John surgery. It seemed to make a lot of the guys struggle a little bit. Would that be like the last option that you would want to see? Yeah, definitely. I mean... Even Harvey said it last year. I, I believe he said it last year. Uh, Harvey isn't a big fan of the six-man rotation. It doesn't seem to work well. 
I mean, why do you see the five-man rotation everywhere else in the major leagues? It it doesn't seem to work that well. I mean, it's good if you want to give one of your starters a break, maybe at the end of the season when you're heading towards the playoff push, uh, keep your guys uh, well-rested. But to, to be honest, I don't think a six-man rotation is the answer. I think you have to somehow put a five-man rotation in, even if it's meaning putting Bartolo Colon in the bullpen. He's had some bullpen experience. So, it's or you never know. Pitchers, you can never have enough pitching. Pitchers seem to get hurt a lot. You know, Steve Matz has had a lot of injuries in his career. He's done okay being healthy so far this season. He had that one lat injury that kept him out one start. But, you know what? You never know with these pitchers. They seem to get hurt a lot with their elbow, their shoulder. You never know what happened, what's going to happen when Zach Wheeler returns. Okay. Um, the bats. Now, uh, we were talking about the pitching a little bit, and it seems to me uh, one of my favorite players for the past three years, who first came up last year, and one of your favorite players now, I've noticed, is uh, Michael Conforto. He's really been struggling for basically this whole month. Yeah, I, I I was watching the game a little bit today. I know he he had a rough day at the plate. I think he had a couple strikeouts, run into a double strikeouts. play. Um, yeah, I don't know. He he had a monster April. Uh, but he's a young kid. He'll we'll, we'll see the Conforto we saw the last couple months of last season. We'll see the Conforto of April again. He's still young. Uh, he hasn't done so well against lefties in his career so far, and Collins has noticed that. So he hasn't been playing uh, like three or four of the past five games or so, but he's still young. He'll he'll get back to his uh, his norm. I'm not too worried about Conforto. You know what? I think it's starting to get warm again, and we're getting nicer weather. We'll see what happens uh, with this month. I think you'll, I'm expecting a big turnaround from Conforto. I think uh, ever since they played, uh, I can't, Corey and I were at the game, we saw you, Bumgarner versus Syndergaard. That was kind of that game that kind of pushed Conforto the wrong way. He had a bad day against the lefty Bumgarner that day. And uh, ever since then, he's kind of like struggled, like you said. And he is young. And it's it's just like what ha- what's been going on with Harvey. He's young. He's struggling for the first time. And it's a lot of... He he probably has a lot of pressure on himself to try and do better, uh, especially being 23 years old and struggling the way he does. But I think he'll turn around. I think the fact that they're going to go on the road now is going to be a huge boost for a lot of guys in the lineup. Kind of get out, kind of get out of New York for a little bit, and kind of just regroup as a team. Yeah, I mean they have a uh, series in Miami this weekend. Uh, I know they have a day off tomorrow. I think the series in Miami will be nice. Uh, get them a little break from that New York, like you said. Uh, you know, sometimes you need a little break from home. Uh, maybe we'll see a, a, a lineup change this weekend. I don't know, uh, but this this road trip is going to be huge for the team. I I think. They they could go on a little bit of a run this series. Maybe get the bats out again. Well, I'm expecting a, a a good road trip from the Mets. Yep, they're gonna go to uh, Miami, Pittsburgh, and Milwaukee. So hopefully they could step up big well, in Milwaukee. That Pittsburgh series is gonna be interesting. 
Yeah. The Pittsburgh series can be a big factor in the season, especially after last year with three teams from the Central uh, going to the playoffs. Uh, so ideally, the idea is to beat those Central teams, which the Mets struggled with and usually do. Yeah, I mean, you know who's going to have a big series in Pittsburgh, right? Neil Walker. Neil Walker going home. Uh, I'm down here. So, well, but you're right. They, they, yeah, they, they, the Mets struggled uh, against the Central all year. I mean, you can't forget about the Cubs last year. They swept us. Uh, I mean, I don't think we did too well against Pittsburgh. The Mets did too well against Pittsburgh last season either. But, you know what? It's a professional season. You gotta go, go start the season strong with the NL Central because they they got a lot of good teams in that in that division. You got the Cardinals, you got the Pirates, you got the Cubs. It's gonna be an interesting uh, interesting road trip with uh, Milwaukee and Pittsburgh coming up. And you mentioned the Cardinals, which is kind of the ongoing theme of this show as we record on June first, two thousand sixteen. Uh, as many people know and listen to us talk about most of the show before um four years ago tonight met history johan santana where were you Weissman? tell us your story well it's nothing like your story <laughs> but i know you were there you were in attendance but my, my story hmm, i remember i was in the movie theater with my girlfriend at the time and I'm getting my Mets alerts. I mean, how, how can I not check the my ESPN alerts uh, when I get them? And I see that in the sixth inning, Johan Santana is throwing a no-no against, uh, who was it? It was the Cardinals. Yeah. So, uh, luckily, the movie was over uh, at the time, and I rushed home. I, I think I got the... the bottom of the seventh inning, and I turned it on. I think I, I was able to see the Mike Baxter play, if I recall, but he uh, broke his ribs on where he slammed into the walls. Uh, then I, I was able to watch the end of the no-hitter. Luckily for me, that was one of the greatest times as, as a Mets fan that I can ever remember. That, I mean, just seeing how happy the, the team was, that was a huge moment in New York Mets history, and Terry Collins had a lot of cuts uh, to keep that pitcher going. He did it. He did it not only for the fans. He did it. He, the team needed this, and I think Santana. Uh, I mean, I don't know Santana's career went downhill after this game, but I think I think it was the right decision. This is something that Mets fans will never forget. One hundred percent. I mean, I'll never forget that. Check. Oh, the only reason why I was at the game was because it was Johan versus um, who was the big pitcher at the time for them? Wainwright. That was the matchup going into that game. Wainwright. So, so you know, going to a game like that, yeah, why not? When you could go to City Field for fifteen dollars, you might as well go see that pitching matchup if you're going to see a pitching matchup. Oh, I agree one hundred percent. So. Last-minute tickets, you know, it just worked out well for me. Um, it's a shame what happened to Johan's career, though. After that, he I think he had maybe two or three starts after that. And haven't really seen him since. But, uh, no, it's, it's, 
It's really sad. I love watching Santana pitch. He was one of my favorite pitchers, one of my favorite Met players. So it's a shame. It is. And, uh, of course, now he's trying to make a comeback. But, hey, four years later, we're all celebrating. So uh, we're still celebrating that day. Unfortunately, we had a loss today, but it happens. Um, all right, fine. Talking no-hitters a little bit. I'm going to ask you one last question. Guy, the Mets have now, who you think will be the next one to throw a no-hitter? It has to be either Noah Syndergaard or Steven Matz. Um, Ooh, you gave Matz. The reason why I say it, uh, Steven is not the Long Island boy. I've got, got to support him. But the reason why I say that is you can easily say Syndergaard is the ace of this team so far this season. But besides that, Steven Matz's first start, why can't he be the ace of this team? I mean, he's not the character Noah Syndergaard is as Thor, but Steven Matz has been quietly the ace of this rotation. You know, why can't he get the no-hitter, per se? So, I, I, I would, I'd would like to see that, you know, Long Island, Long Island boy, so. Alrighty, so you listen to the Weissman and Oz show. Remind everybody where to go to listen to it. Yeah, so you can go to i95sportsnetwork.com. Um, we are live on the website on every Tuesday from 1.30 to 2.30 p.m. You can go to not only i95sportsnetwork.com, but you can also go to Xena Live. I will also be posting on my Facebook page, uh, Stephen Weissman. So... You can also like and share our Facebook page, The Weissman and Our Show. Uh, that would be a huge help. Great, uh, greatly appreciated. All righty. And the phone number one more time to call in and join the show. The number is... One second. The number is one six zero five five six two and if you'd like to join the conversation, feel free to. Just dial that number and press 5 to call in. You can call, uh, talk about whatever you'd like. Mets, Yankees, Giants, Jets, even a little hockey. I know we're almost done with the hockey season with the Stanley Cup going on. So even basketball. We'll talk anything you guys would like to. So feel free to call. Awesome. Thanks for joining me today, Weissman. Thank you for having me, Stephen. Always, anytime. Always. Thank you. The S&D Podcast is in no way affiliated with, associated with, produced, or endorsed by Major League Baseball or any of its affiliates. Hey.